Please open your Bibles for a reading of a psalm to the 37th psalm. Psalm 37. In the hours that we have together on the Lord's Day, we want as much Scripture as we can profitably handle, profitably understand, retain, and take with us. I hope that you have learned, because I've tried to teach you to love the 12th chapter of Hebrews. We may be small in this assembly, but we are part of a great multitude. An innumerable company of angels make up one of our choirs and all the spirits of just men that have gone before us. We've learned that. We've been reminded of it from Hebrews 12. And we were told there that we're to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That is one of the criteria that we try to follow in this church, which which separates us from other churches, especially in this compromising, carnal, casual, come-as-you-are generation. Let's all rise together and read the 37th Psalm. It describes the character of the righteous and his attitude toward life, faith, and the wicked. It gives us a foretaste of what God is going to do to the wicked, sometimes in this life and always in the end of life. I hope that it encourages your faith and causes you to put your trust in the Lord and to delight in Him. Reading Psalm 37 together. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. 
The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth, and payeth not again. But the righteous showeth mercy, and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. And they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away. And he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked.
and save them because they trust in Him. Amen and amen. You may be seated. God forgive you if you chafe at reading 40 verses of Holy Scripture on your feet. You have wasted so much time standing on your feet for every other activity in your life is an insane waste in comparison to Scripture. The people of God stood on their feet from morning till midday in Nehemiah chapter 8, and they celebrated because of it. Very briefly, otherwise we lose in our time management today. Very briefly, verse 1, Fret not thyself because of evil doers, neither be thou envious. Two things you're not supposed to do, you're not supposed to fret or be envious. This is mental toughness. This is a verse telling you that you must guard your mind so that you do not think thoughts that you shouldn't, and you should think thoughts that you should. It's mental toughness commanded by God's Word. Don't fret because the wicked appear to be getting away with their wickedness, and do not envy them when they appear to be happy and prosperous. Two, because you ought to have a view of the future. And this is part of your mental toughness as well. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. As little as you think of the grass clippings that end up flying out of your lawnmower onto the pavement are burned up by the sun and disappear in three hours, that is what God thinks of the wicked and that is what you are supposed to think of the wicked. You have an eye to the future because you know what's coming. They don't know what's coming. They think with the progress they've made, they think that with the progress they've made, but there is no progress whatsoever. The world is imploding in ignorance and profanity and moral degradation. They think with the progress they've made, the future is bright. Their future is to be blown out of a lawnmower. And to land on pavement and to be burned up by fervent heat that will melt the elements. Verse 3, here's a foundation for your life. Trust in the Lord. Put your trust in Him for everything. Conception of children. The giving of a job. The economic preservation of a nation. The value and content of a sermon. The protection and comfort of your mother. Your fear at night from intruders. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust and obey is the way we sing this verse. Look at the promise. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Have you learned to appreciate the little adverb so? In the manner specified, you will obtain blessings if you trust and obey. Verse 4, delight thyself also. The word also there is to tell you here is another level of Christian existence. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. This is a foundation for life. Trust and obey. Delight yourself in the Lord In addition to that, faith is only the beginning. Add to your faith, delighting and glorying in the Lord. Verse 5, commit thy way unto the Lord. 
As you make plans for your life, commit your plans to the Lord. The Bible tells us, it is not wrong for you to have business plans. We will go into such and such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. We're just to make those business plans with this title of the business plan. If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him and He'll bring it to pass. If you've laid out a business plan and it's been done soberly and with a multitude of counselors in which there is safety, this is how you're supposed to live. What wisdom. I love the Psalms. I love the the Word of God that He's given us. Look at these little descriptions. Trust and do good. You'll dwell in the land and be fed. Delight. If you delight in Him which is going beyond bare duty, He'll go beyond bare duty in feeding you and give you the desires of your heart. We know it to be true, don't we, wife? Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust in Him and He'll bring it to pass. What what a foundation for how to live. The result, verse 6. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. God is going to defend you from every evildoer and every wrong thing and clothe you with righteousness of His own. And He's going to exalt your righteousness. Verse 16. The priorities that God teaches us in the Bible. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Oh, to live a righteous life and to be able to spread a little butter on your saltines together or your popcorn or whatever you choose as a simple treat, as a simple meal. And to do it in righteousness is better than having everything heart could wish but dwelling in the tents of wickedness. This is a priority of men who knew the difference. There's no one in this assembly that can taste the riches of David and Solomon. But David and Solomon said, after all of our experiences with unlimited wealth in women or money, in building projects or glory and fame, we believe a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us such wonderful things. Verse 20, because the wicked are going to perish. And here's how the Lord describes how he's going to get rid of them. The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. When was the last time that you were cooking a piece of meat, and as the grease of the fat dripped off the meat and landed on the flames or a hot surface, it burst into flames and was gone? The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume. Into smoke shall they consume away. Praise God. We can live victoriously every day of our lives. No one is getting away with anything. Verse 21, the character of the righteous. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again. But the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. A wicked man doesn't even care about the things he borrows. He does not keep them like he should. He does not return them when he should. But the righteous show mercy and they give. They just give their stuff away. They don't even loan it. They give it. It's the character difference between the righteous and the wicked. Is that character difference true of you? Is the point. 
Look at the providence of God in this man's life in verses 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Do you want to go through life with the Lord delighting in your way? And the Lord providentially ordering your steps so that like Ruth, you land on the field of Boaz. Do you want that kind of a life? That's the result of of righteousness. That's the result of verse 3, trusting in the Lord. Verse 4, delighting in the Lord. And verse 5, committing your way to the Lord. You may fall once in a while. Because the Lord has a lesson in your little fall for you. But you're not going to be utterly cast down. Because the Lord is there with His right hand to pick you up again. And go merrily on your way. Because He's ordered your steps. And He delights in your way. If he's delighting in a fall that you have, guess what you should be doing in the fall that you have? Delighting in it as well. Not delighting in sin. I'm not even talking about sin. I'm talking about you having a little setback. If the Lord's delighting in your way and allows you to have a setback, knowing underneath are the everlasting arms and his powerful right hand, then you should be delighting in it as well, knowing this is temporary and this is for some purpose and value beyond my sight. And the Lord's going to deliver me out of this. Believest thou this? Believest thou this? That though thou fall, thou shalt not be utterly cast down? And there's a pretty big... Joe Lewis had a pretty big one. George Foreman has a pretty big one. But the Lord's got a big one. A right hand that will uphold us. And defend us from our enemies. Thank you, blessed God. Look at the deeds of the righteous in verses 27 and 28. Depart from evil and do good. And dwell forevermore. There's the blessing. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. Verse 30, look at the speech. The deeds of the We just read the deeds of the righteous in verse 27. Depart from evil and do good. Now look at verse 30. We have the speech of the righteous. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. Brethren, have we departed from evil, verse 27, and are we doing good? That's the character of the righteous in their actions. Then in verse 30, when you open your mouth, is there wisdom there? Wisdom as defined by God, not defined by any Ignorance institution, like our educational system, but defined by God. And in that speech of yours is their judgment. That means, is everything fair and righteous and balanced and equitable? Then verse 31, the law of God is in his heart. He only thinks one way, by God's standard of measurement. So we have his actions in 27, his speech in 30, his heart in 31. This is the righteous because the psalm is about the righteous. And if you're wondering, how do I place myself in life where God delights in my path, orders my steps, lifts me up when I fall, gives me the desires of my heart, brings my plans to pass, and feeds me? How how do I obtain these things? Right here. Depart from evil and do good. What is evil in your life that you need to get away from? 
What is in your house that you need to get out of your house? What inputs do you allow that you need to get rid of? Then guard this thing. Guard your lips and your tongue that they only speak wisdom and judgment. And then start in your heart with the law of God. You only think the way God thinks. You are not an unmerciful Pharisee. So you don't settle for your ridiculous black and white verses of the Bible. You understand that mercy and truth are are kissed together in God's plan of wisdom. So that mercy is more important than sacrifice. And we I can't preach a sermon right now on wisdom and the law of God, but it's in your heart. Actions, speech, heart. Verse 37. Mark the perfect man. Who is the perfect man? How do we mark him? Who do we mark? We mark the man that does these things. He trusts in the Lord, and he does good. He delights himself also in the Lord. He commits his way to the Lord. He guards his actions. He gives to the poor. He values righteousness and poverty better than riches and wickedness. He guards his mouth so that when he speaks, there's wisdom coming forth. And equity and judgment, justice, righteousness, fairness. And in his heart, he only thinks according to the law of God. Mark that perfect man. Do you know why you should mark him? You can put down his name and the date. Because from this day forward, that man is going to have this kind of a life. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright. Watch him. For the end of that man is peace. Much more could be said and I would love to say it. And I could say it. But I hope it's enough for right now. Psalm 37. They're wonderful things to read. You say, I want to be great in the sight of the Lord, do you? I just showed you how. May the Lord bless you by His Word.